Well, hey, group leaders, this is Marshall Peterson with Group Talk at TheBridge.me, where life is better together and leading is also better together. Now, when we're airing this, it's towards the end of May, which is a pretty significant month in the American calendar because it means it's the end of school. Now, whether you have kids or not, it impacts you because summer is coming, and summer is always a great time to travel a bit, take some time off of work, to really just do really what you want to do. Maybe your traffic is a little less because the school traffic is is not in the way, and summer is a great time to just take a break. And so we hope you as group leaders, you're, you're taking a break. I know some groups are going to meet throughout the summer, which is always great. I know some groups just started, so it wouldn't make sense. And some of you just really love your group time, and you're going to meet through the summer. But at some point in the year, we do, as a group life team, encourage you to take a break because there's a couple reasons for that. When you take a break and you're not meeting every single week, it gives you time to reset. It gives you time to reset, to rethink, because you know as group leaders, you're on physically, mentally, spiritually, and it can get taxing because we put no perfect people allowed sign on the building and, and they show up, don't they? And usually they sign up for small groups, which is always good, but it can get exhausting at times. And so what we want to do is we want to take a break. We want to reset and just get right with God. Maybe take some time if you co-lead with somebody and just dream about what group could be to really reset. And then the second thing we want you to do when you take a break is evaluate. Now, when you evaluate something, that means you determine the significance of it. You determine the, the worth of it, the quality of what happened. And this semester was not as crazy as spring 2020, but it still had its moments, didn't it? With all the political turmoil, the all the social turmoil that goes on in this country, with the freeze that happened. I mean, Texas, you want to know how to defeat Texas, you freeze it. That's that's basically how you win Texas. We can overcome all other things, but freeze, we, we struggle with that. But we want to evaluate. We want to evaluate our groups. And I think there's a couple things that really come when it comes to evaluating your group. And there are a few benefits, okay? When when you evaluate something, specifically your group, that means that you're intentional about it. It means that you that you have purpose, that you are focusing on this particular thing. We're talking about groups, so you're, you're focused on your groups. You want it to improve. You're not okay with the status quo. And so when you evaluate, you can see where some weaknesses have crept in, maybe some some patterns that you don't want to, to recreate in the fall or whatever semester uh, we're going into. You're intentional about it. Uh, the next thing you do is it, it kind of reveals the, your current situation. As a staff at the bridge, we all just kind of came together and we sat down on our and looked at our own ministries and we said, okay, where are we? What does it look like with our ministry? What does it look like with our groups? What does it look like with the direction that we're heading? What happened over the past year? Which we had a lot to say because in the past year is included with 2020. But it was a great time, but it's a great thing to do with your current group because when you just take a step back, you're not in the thick of things. You're not in the weeds of, of the week-to-week preparation, uh, dealing with, with everybody's lives and, and everything that goes along with that. But you're able to just take a second and say, okay, what happened this last semester? What happened this whole last year, you know, going back into September when we launched groups in the fall? And really just say, okay, where are we? Where do we want to go? Um, and it's just an opportunity to improve. You get an opportunity to, to look at your group, to see where the weaknesses have come in, the, the bad patterns or, or habits that have come in with your group and say, this didn't improve our group or this hindered our group or this 
made our group stuck or it, it revealed something about our group that we need to make a drastic change or small changes and tweaks. It's such a good thing. And when we don't evaluate our group, a couple dangers creep in. Because sometimes when you don't evaluate, you're really blind to the serious problems. There might be some serious relational issues going on, uh, just Things, sin can just creep in so easily when we're not paying attention, when we're not being intentional, and can really create devastating results where we didn't know what was happening until it's too late, and then boom, explosions happen with relationships, and your group is somewhere where you're thinking, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Um, another danger is that your level of excellence, excellence drops significantly because you're comfortable. Your group is comfortable, and yes, we, we all want to be comfortable at times, but a lot of times when we're comfortable, we don't see the need to improve. We don't see the need to change when change is necessary in our groups. And when we don't evaluate that, we don't know what to change. We're not aware of what needs to happen. We're not aware of maybe unhealthy habits or patterns that have crept into our groups. And so the level of excellence drops significantly with our groups. And unfortunately, a lot of times when we don't evaluate a group can lull itself, lull itself to sleep, and ultimately where the group just dies. I've been a part of groups that have just kind of looked at each other and say, wow, this is not effective. This is not going anywhere. Nobody's getting any closer to Jesus. We need to step away. We need to just break up. I don't want to say that, but we need to just rethink how we want to do group going forward. Uh, think of it like this. Think of it like when you have a car and your check engine light comes on. When you first see that, you're kind of frustrated and thinking, I don't want to spend money on this car. I already spent money on tires last month. But a lot of times that check engine light means that something could be significantly wrong. And when we ignore it, ignore it, and ignore it, ultimately you're going to be stuck on the side of the road calling a tow truck, scared for your life because Houston traffic is terrifying. So pay attention. There might be some check engine lights with your group. And when you evaluate, you're able to really identify what some of those things might be. And it's not always devastating. We're not saying that. But maybe there's a couple tweaks that could really enhance the quality and excellence of our groups. And it's just a great practice as leaders to evaluate our groups. And so what we want to do today, I'm going to ask you a couple things, okay? And in the email you get, you will see a couple things that we're going to ask you. Two things. First of all, about your actual group meetings that we're going to evaluate. We're going to ask some questions. These aren't the all the perfect questions, but they're a group of questions. There's always more questions you could ask about your group. But for the time being, the time that we have for this podcast, I'm going to give you five, okay? For how looking at how did your group meetings go over this particular semester, okay? And then the second thing we're going to do is ask you questions about the health of your overall health of your group, okay? And here's what I want you to take away from today. I want you to do one thing. Look at one thing with your group and see what's one thing that I can improve. I love what Benjamin Martin said in The Patriot. He said, aim small, miss small. Okay, So we want to give you one thing that you can look at in your group to improve as we go into the summer and as we ultimately launch here in the fall, which will probably be here before we know it. The way life goes. All right, so here we go. Here's here's five questions I want you to take a look at. If you co-lead with somebody, you're leading by yourself. You know, write these questions down. They're going to be in the email. Um, but ask yourself these questions. The first one is this: What went well? What went well? Was there anything that we would do differently 
in this. And this means that everybody participate in your group. Were there moments where people were getting bored? And I'm not talking about just one group meeting, but did this happen over the course of the semester? Write down what went well. Celebrate what went well. Because when you do things well, you want to repeat those things. You want to say, this was very successful. How can we even make it better going into the fall? So ask yourself, what went well? Second one, did anyone in the group always dominate the conversation? And I'm not talking about they were excited about one week, but was this a pattern where somebody just kind of monopolizes the conversation and other people just kind of sit back in their chair wondering when group's going to end because this person is going to talk the entire time? And do you have a plan in place to deal with something like that? Okay, if somebody is monopolizing the conversation, whether it's you or a co-leader or somebody in your group that you trust, how are you going to handle it? Is it a coffee? Is it a phone call? Is it a, is it is it a, a dinner? Whatever you need to do to improve that, because you will lose group members if one person dominates the conversation the entire time. Third thing is this: How did God move in the group over this past semester? We love life change stories at the bridge, and we start every single staff meeting every week with, where did you see God move at the bridge this week? And sometimes we will spend 45 minutes to over an hour just telling stories about how God freed this person or reconciled this marriage. And a lot of those stories come from you guys telling me or or telling Denise or Dawn, what's going on in your group? How has God been absolutely changing lives in your group? So just Take a look back over the past semester and say, where did God move? Was it in a particular person's life? Was it overall in our group? Where or how did God move in that group? Um, the fourth one is is this: Was God the main topic? Was Jesus always the hero of the story? Uh, was the Bible read? Did y'all actually get into the scripture, or was it a time where everybody just kind of gathered around just to kind of? you know, catch up. It just came up just a hangout time. Now those are good. I mean, my group, we went to a restaurant this last time celebrating a study that we just ended, but was that a pattern? Is everybody just showing up or is God always the main topic when it comes to your group? How are you talking about it? How are you reading your Bible in your group? And then this one is a big one. Does your group pray for one another? Did your group pray for one another? Are you always the one who's praying in the group to to open it or end it? Or uh, if somebody brings a prayer request, say, I will pray for that. Or do you have specific specific people in your group? Hopefully everybody in your group said, hey, John, can you pray for this request? Hey, Sally, can you pray for this request? Which I don't know why, but I always go to John and Sally when I'm taking that in. That doesn't matter. Anyways. Is your group praying for one another? That's the big thing because when you're praying together as a group, it leads to a much healthier group and where everybody's participating and everybody can feel uh, that connection with each other. Such a big thing. And so those five questions, okay, uh, about the overall health of the group, okay? These are five things that you can ask yourself to evaluate how healthy is my group. And the first one is this. Is your group accomplishing its mission and purpose. Now, it's pretty simple. You know, as, as a group life team, we're not asking you to come up with this mission statement for your small group, but we have a mission statement as a group life team that says we want people to fall, uh, to connect with each other and fall more in love with Jesus. That's It's not verbatim, but basically it's connect and love. Are we connecting with other people and are we falling more in love with Jesus? So did that happen in your group over the past semester, over the past year? Are people connecting with each other? Are your relationships getting closer? And are people falling more in love with Jesus? Make that uh, you know a meaningful conversation and just saying, 
are, are we having those conversations or again, are we just catching up? Is it just a hangout time? Is it just social hour when it comes to a small group? Or are you actually getting your word, reading your Bibles, discovering about the character of God, seeing how other people are discovering God, and ultimately coming together uh, to grow as a group? Second thing is this. Are people op- opening up more or less in your group? Are people opening up more or less in your group? When you're going through studies, when you're reading through Scripture, when you're uh, talking about each other's lives, do you find that as you go over the course of the semester that you're still having to dominate the conversation because when you ask those questions, you get that awkward silence? That's about as long as I can handle. I can't go farther than that. So I'm having to train myself to allow people to think and actually answer the question. But are people opening up more? Because if they're opening up more, that means that they're feeling more comfortable, more confident in, the, in your current group. And if they're not, ask the question, why? Why aren't people opening up more? Why aren't people talking as much in your group and talking about what God's doing in their life or what God, what they don't see God doing in their life? Things like that. Uh, third is this. Is the group led by just one person or are others sharing in the, those leadership responsibilities as well? Where others are helping, helping you lead prayer or helping you send those reminders or dealing with difficult people in the group, or organizing snacks, or, or planning parties? Or are you a one-man band where you have to do everything? Now let me tell you, I've been in that spot, and it can lead to burnout. So you have to ask yourself, am I doing this all on my own? Because yes, listen, I know some of you. Some of you love control, and while that's a very big strength, think of it like this. You are able to give ministry away. People who come to the bridge, they're brave enough to walk in the door or watch online, or they're even more committed to the bridge where they're going to sign up with another group of people to talk about God, to go through studies together. Give them that opportunity to do ministry within your group. It's an incredible way to say, hey, you, can you find us some do-good opportunities? Hey, you, can you organize this, the rotation schedule if you're meeting in homes or the food schedule? You are giving people an opportunity to, to feel ownership of your small group. It's just an incredible, incredible way. Because again, if you're doing it all on your own, I think you're, you're going to experience burnout and your group might be missing an opportunity to have ministry within your group. So ask yourself that question. The number four is this. How's your group reaching into and serving the community? Is your group just meeting together once a week and that's all you do? Now, if you're a new group, I get that, understand that. But ask yourself, are there opportunities for this group to serve together? Are there opportunities for this group to to make a a difference in our community together as a group where we're passing out food or we're giving shoes to Soul Loved or or we're showing up at at Attack Poverty together to, to help repair something. It is such a powerful moment when your small group gets together, you're serving, and you see that, man, look what our group accomplished together to bless this family or bless this ministry. It is such a powerful moment. So ask yourself, is my group reaching out to the community? Are we serving together? It can be such an impactful thing to be a part of your group. And the last one is this. Do you have outside group conversations with your group. Do you talk about the Bible outside or is Bible talk only committed to 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half a week on Tuesday nights? Or do you go through Bible plans from the Bible app? 
throughout the week? Do you have conversations at coffee or over the phone or at dinner with people in your group about God? Or is it just slotted for that one 45-minute time at your group? Because that's just a great way, again, to open up your group, to, to feel more comfortable with group, because now you're not starting a conversation with group. The conversation is continuing from what you've talked about throughout the week. So just some great things to think about, um, because the Bible does speak a lot about evaluating. Okay, in, in Lamentations, not Lamentations, that's a chapter out of a cookbook, but Lamentations 340, it says, let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Just examine your, yourself. Examine how you do things. Test them. What have been the results of your group? Psalm 119, 59 and 60 says, I have considered my ways and have turned my steps toward your statutes. Talking to God here. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. It's an incredible, incredible way to allow God to speak into your life when it comes to leading your small group. When it comes to leading your group, when it comes to making changes, evaluating what's going on. And let me just tell you this. We are so thankful for you. You are on the front lines. You are dealing with those no perfect people allowed who come up with all kinds of, of messiness in their lives and you have not wavered. Through the pandemic, through so much, so many other things, you have just gotten involved. And I love this verse when it comes to group life. This is in 1 Thessalonians 2. In, in verse 8, it says, So we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And so as we kind of go to the summer, whether you're taking a break or not, or consider this when you do take a break, man, just reset. Reset yourselves. Man, get alone with God. Get with your spouse or uh, your close group of friends. Just allow them to pour into you. And then evaluate. Evaluate your group. If you're coming back as a group leader, man, evaluate what happened. How can we get better? Are there changes that need to happen? Because God is going to honor that. And you need to know that as a group life team, we are so, so, so thankful for you. So we love you. Uh, thank you for all you're doing. We're around this summer, so you know, holler at us. Let us know what you need. And uh, we can't wait to see what God does in the next year. We love you guys. You all have a great, great week.